Hi, y'all. My name is Danasia, and I'm a 22-year-old type A black girl from Las Vegas who just moved to New York City last year to work for L'Oreal as a financial analyst. Hey, y'all. My name is Faith, and I'm a 23-year-old type A black girl from AZ living in Denver working remotely for Cisco as a business analyst. This season is finally here, and we can't wait to share more about our personal lives, working big girl jobs, relationships, and life in general as type A black girls. Hope you enjoy. Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Everyone, welcome back to season seven, episode two of Type A Black Rose. Very excited. Okay, because we got, I'm just so excited for the next season. Like, love this season. We have a lot of good things coming this season, especially guests. We have some really fun guests coming, but next season is really going to hit hard. Next season, we're definitely doing our big one. Yeah. Um, I know we keep hinting at that, and y'all probably like, what are y'all going to do? Because realistically, you're just talking to the mics. Literally. I mean, it might not even be a mic. We might be, you might not even see it. That was so vague. So, <laughs> so bad. You know when I'm like, I get that, but they're like, what's the? I'm sure some of the girls could put two and two and get four, but also potentially a 3.75. It's okay. Y'all, yeah. it'll be a few months, but it, yeah. it's okay. It'll, it'll be good. Um, let's go ahead and get to some classroom announcements before we get into um, our question of the week. Um, please click the link in our show notes or on our link tree to join the type of Black Girl community on GroupMe. We are actually reading Verity right now by Colleen Hoover, but it is really, really good. I have finished it. Um, so we're only going to have one meeting. So initially it was November 12th. We were going to do two meetings. We're just going to do one big meeting December 12th um, at 8 p.m. EST. And we'll give reminders in the group me. So please join the group me for more details and for the links as well. And finally, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're at 173 subscribers. Let's get to 200 by the end of season seven. That was the goal for season six, but I know we could do it for season seven. And uh, we don't say this a lot, but do a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave a comment on the YouTube. And Danasia has really been doing her big one for the social media for um, little clips and stuff. Share that. If you made it even a little bit of a smile or a giggle or five, 10, 15, 20. Not even that. If you just thought, if you if you had a thought associated with that watch, repost it. Repost it. That's we're not asking y'all for money. We're just asking for y'all for y'all fingers <laughs> to do some moving. Okay? So we, we don't even got a, we don't even got a PayPal. Not even that. Not even a Venmo. Just, even, just a repost. It's free. Just a repost. It's free. And if we, I have heard at least two of the girlies say they have used the make this email corporate. And that helped y'all. Okay? That little tidbit that I, I learned helped y'all. Repost stuff we post. Period. Oh, and also, moms, I think um, the first meeting is actually December 10th. That's a Sunday. I, I, can't, I think we said 12. No. Oh, okay. If I did, yes, December 12th. I mean, sorry, December 10th. Yeah, yeah. Sunday, Sunday, December 10th. Thank you. We Thank always you. do them on Sundays. So, yes. and we're probably going to make it like an hour to two, depending on how long the, how many will come for one. Y'all showed out on the last one. Thank you to everybody Thank that you. came on the last one. Thank you. you know, that, that middle one, it was just me and Faith looking at each other giggling. Mm-hmm. But y'all, y'all made a comeback and episode. I mean, season, <sighs> season six, season six, book club three. Yes, Maybe. and was this is how? Yeah, and this is how we were able to come up with our next book. Uh, with our current book is because the girlies in the thing recommended it. So if you come, we might just have to do a little hash out on what will the next book be. We're not gonna do Instagram no more. Whoever comes and reads gets to say what the next book is or even put their input in so yeah. there's a little incentive 
Yeah, but no, it's giving Goodreads account for sure. Absolutely. Um, but now, we're, you know, this season we're doing this new thing called Question of the Week. Yes. So um, this week, y'all have probably been seeing Keith Lee literally just drag Atlanta restaurants. Obliterate. In the most polite and beautiful way, mind you. He, wow. He's such a sweet man. Sweet man. I didn't even know he was from Vegas. Shout out my hometown. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he is just, he's really eating them up in the best way he can. And I feel like he's really holding these restaurants accountable. So the question of the week is, what should Keith Lee review next? For me, I I want to see, and I know he's not going to do this, but I want to see him go to like an eyebrow place because I've really been wanting, um, what's the thing? Eyebrow lamination? If he can mm. go to those, because I, I don't see not a single brown face on these Colorado websites. And I don't want them burning my face right before my birthday. Mind you, I really want to get up for my birthday, but I don't want to be miserable, and I can't rub it off. You know what I'm saying? Uh, listen, because I, I got eyebrow elimination, and I walked outside, and literally my eyebrows were, like, up my whole forehead, for one. Like, she had them <laughs> up. And I, I was like, I remember when she did them, like, first of all, whenever you're laying down and you're getting either eyebrows or lashes, and they show that little mirror for five seconds, I don't really know what I look like. Like, I need oh. to stand up. I need to do a 360, look a little bit closer, and then I'll know. Yeah, I get outside. I pull up my phone camera. It looked crazy. It looked crazy. So I will say, if you get them, just make sure you really evaluate, you know, or show an inspo picture beforehand. I really, really know what you want because yeah. I have no inspo picture. So she was just freestyling for real. <laughs> Listen, I said, why are my eyebrows taking up my entire face? And they were dark as hell. Like she, yeah, my eyebrows were like, yeah, I know they tint, but like it looked crazy, moms. Like it was like the darkest black. And I literally went home and went like this, wiped them things off. Took the ink right off. I said, you know, I know I paid for it, but I look insane. I don't really care. I don't really care. Okay, Bob, what would you like Keith, Keith Lee to review? I want Keith Lee to expose all of these hairstylists. Because I'm telling you, y'all have heard my my many horror stories of just hairstylists just dogging me out. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, they literally dog me out. Like, <laughs> I'm like a woman in a Tyler Perry movie. Like, literally, it's just terrible. It's, it's yeah. never good. And I want him to start with New York first, selfishly. New York, New Jersey hairstylist. Because I'm telling you, you think you found the one just because she got that green, that green background with the light up sign. And it's not it. And then I want him to go to Atlanta because I know it's worse down there. for oh. and you know, Bro, there's this girl ex actually exposing a lot of the hair girlies i i don't know what her name is but she also has really bad luck with dating too but you know there's piss in the water but yeah her that's her content poor dating decisions poor horrible men and then um just she's been getting dogged out by the atlanta she she left with a bald cap and glue on top i saw her video oh. no 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 that traumatized me but what traumatized me even more was seeing the girl that lost her eye did you see that <laughs> moms apparently okay so first of all i only found out about her because there was a hairstylist doing her hair and like she had her like in the in the video in the in the frame she this is my this is my client like she had a really bad experience with her last stylist basically she had a hot comb by like a got to be spray um and like you know that i think that's flammable so like the the hot comb either touched the got to be or somehow and the got to be thing exploded and she literally lost her eye and like she has no eye in the video, she has no eye. It's just like scar tissue, basically. Mom, what the? She's getting like a wig installed. Yeah. Did she? I sue don't know if she sued. I don't know if she sued. And the scariest part is sometimes these hairstylists don't even be licensed. Imagine if an unlicensed hairstylist does that to you, and now you like, do you even sue? Can you sue her? Can She's sue not her? even a business. She just working out of her living room. No taxes. Crazy. No taxes. Tax evasion. 
Actually, not even evasion. There's nothing to evade. That's insane. Just just PayPal and vibes. Speaking of taxes, let's go ahead and get straight into our rosebud and thorn. If you're new here, rose is something something good that happened in your week, but it's something you're looking forward to and thorn is something bad that happened in your week. Mom, so let you go first to revert it back to the taxes. <laughs> yeah, so in, in good news, I mean, we're a business now. Let's just say that. Happy Black Rose. You and I have to worry about us doing no tax evasion, baby, no. because we are officially an LLP. Okay. Oh. We filed. Yes. We are approved. Yes. Money submitted. Money submitted. Okay. Okay. Lots of money. money. United number submitted. Yeah. Okay. We're good. So mm-hmm. we are so happy to announce that Happy Black Girls is officially now a business. Um, I think we're copyrighted too, moms. We got that official name in lock. Yeah, Peyton really did her big one. Um, if y'all need any type of business stuff, business help, tax help. We um, match cats. Las Vegas match, that way. Okay. And even if you're oh. not in Las Vegas, they can make something shake in a lot of different states. They it's offer a- virtual services. Like yeah. That's how that. I get mine done every year. Yeah, yeah, literally. Go get your taxes done. If you need to start a business, they have business services to help you get started. We're going to file our taxes probably with this all as well. So yeah. shout out to Peyton because she really, yeah. That's a big one. I, I, I was literally just telling Dammy, I was like, I love how like Peyton could be kicking with me, but then like, but then she'll intertwine business in between it. Like all of our talks, like she's just very literally. eloquent in the way she talks. And what does yeah. we keep in? And she'd be like, oh, sorry, my, my business partner to call him right, right now. Hold up. Okay, and then what were you saying? She is so, so seamless. Even, even during our business meetings, Peyton was like, "Hey, y'all, how y'all doing this? So let me go ahead and get this EIN number." And I was like, "Yes, this feels so casual, like very casual. Way better I, than if we would have filed with just some random stranger, stranger. Who, don't, who don't know us and who probably don't care." So that part, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, what's your bud, moms? <laughs> yeah. So, um, shout out to us. Yes. Bud is that um, I so I have good news. So work related. First of all, um, I told you guys I started on a new team. So I've yes. officially been on that team now for like like a month or so. Okay. Um, and I love my old team so much. They've been spoiling me with the gifts. Like literally, yes. they gave me a gift card for Bath and Body Works that already is going to get put to use on them candles when that candle sale come around. Love. Um, and they got me like a custom. They're like, oh, Denisha, like just by the way, know to come back on our floor soon because we have a custom gift for you. And I said, oh, custom? Like, what's there we go. And they know that I literally be writing everything down. Like in meetings, I'm the writer, not the note taker of the meeting, but yeah. I'll be writing down my own personal notes all the time. So they got me this cute little notebook. I wish I had it right now. A it's cute so little cute. notebook that literally says Denasia Thompson on it. And I don't even <laughs> want to write in it. Like it's literally like, like engraved my name. Yeah. Um, so shout out to them. But um, on that note, also, when I went to go visit my old team, there was like a project that I had been working on. Like I'd say like half of my rotation for like the last six months. Um, and I started it to kind of be like an initiative for our whole division. And um, our our like CFO lead had basically been working with me like one-on-one on it because I brought it to her. This is your sign. If you have an idea or an initiative you want to start in your job or on your team, bring it to everybody mm-hmm. because they're not even going to know what you're working on until you tell them. Like set up a meeting, literally set up a meeting, just be like, hey, I just want to discuss this initiative I'm working on and get your advice. And that's what I did. And she literally helped me so much, like just scaling it for one and making it like actually something I can bring to the other teams. Mm-hmm. So um, she had told her boss and long story short, like this initiative got recognized by our North America CFO. And he said he loved it. Oh, and wow. like, literally, he said he loved it and he wants to make it something that's L'Oreal USA wide. So I'm hoping I can be on the committee for that or just literally. like. 
literally, literally just like getting it off the ground because I'm like, I want to be hands on with it. So, listen, I I don't know. I've been I need to post actually. No, no that's a minute. <laughs> me too. Me too. I need to post on LinkedIn bad. Yeah, I've barely been on there, which is me really crazy because I feel like when you're first starting off your career looking for a job, you on there like checking that. It's that Instagram, Twitter messages, and then LinkedIn. Yeah, and then um, email to see if anybody can reply back to you for a job. Now, I don't really care. Now, it's like, it's just less pressure. Like, I don't really feel the need to do it anymore. It's not like I'm going to lose my job if I don't post on LinkedIn. So it's Literally. like, you know, it's less pressure for sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's my, that's my bud. Hopefully I get to like get involved with that somehow. But yeah, shout out, to, shout out to her for real, for really being my like, you know, like like speaking up on my behalf and really yeah. happen. Um, so yeah, that was really great. And I'm going to be a coach for like our HBCU hackathon. So I used to be doing all these types of like competitions and conferences in, in college and in high school, really it started with DECA. Yeah. And, um, I got invited to be an HBCU coach. So I said, Hey, say less. So I'm going to be paired up with a group from Hampton and like coaching them on their idea and stuff. Yeah. So I'm meeting with those girls tomorrow. So I'm excited to meet them. Yeah. It's all girl team. Um, so work, yeah, shout out to work. Work's been going great. Mm -hmm. Um, and my thorn is that, um, so this past weekend was Halloween when we're filming this. It's probably gonna, well, no, it'll come out this week. It'll be accurate for you guys too. Mm -hmm. So past weekend was Halloween and I was very last minute with my costume only because like my idea of wanting to be Cameron and just trying to pull that together, I would have had to basically go get it custom made. I found Mm -hmm. a girl on Pinterest that had the exact outfit I was looking for. When I tell you I was jumping through hoops trying to figure out who made it for her, and she was like, oh, my God, it was so long ago. And, like, my mom and her her aunt made it, like, in, like, 2016. So it was mad far back. And I was just like, oh, my God. So she was like, yeah, like, I recommend you get it custom made. So hopefully that can happen next year. Yeah. That was my main go-to. So I literally was just, like, Halloween shopping in the city and Mm. looking at every store. And a lot of the – either, like, it was, like, Spirit Halloween, which I went into, mind you. When I tell you there was no AC in the entire building and it literally looked like somebody like it looked like a post apocalyptic store. There was literally all the costumes were laying all throughout the aisles. Moms, there's kids running around screaming. People are like stressed. The AC is off. And this is the one hot day it's been in New York for a while. It's been raining like every every weekend for the past two months. When I tell you, moms, it was like 90 degrees in that 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 spirit Halloween and like at least a hundred people running through the aisles, scavenging through everything. Like I lasted 30 seconds in there and I said, we got to go. I can't take it. I was so overwhelmed. I was overstimulated. Yeah. So spirit Halloween was out. And then I started finding like these custom Halloween spots I could go to that have like costumes more so than just like, like they do this like year round type thing. Girl, I went into one. I'm not even going to name drop. I'm not even going to name drop. But if you look up, costume stores in New York you'll probably find it when I tell you I went into there and they had a corset for $300 for for part of the costume that was just the first half of the costume where I said I said for one night I don't think this is gonna work babes Mm -mm. I don't think so I found a top hat like a red top hat because you know my second idea was being like a circus ringleader or something girl I found a red top hat I was like oh this is cute I'm carrying it with me because I'm thinking it can't be more than 50 why was it 140 I politely put it back. Oh, thank you. And the lady said, dear, are you finding what you're looking for? I said, not exactly. Not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't have no tag on it? 
moms. It was just a little sticker at the bottom that said 40. Oh, okay. 40. Gotcha. But I was just like, I, I just, I wouldn't expect a top hat to be that much. So mm -hmm. I literally just grabbed it thinking it's no more than, you know, it can't be that much. Yeah. Little did I know. Um, yeah, there was somebody in there. They had like a chandelier made of like bones or something. And whenever you walked in, people try to spin it. When I tell you the lady on the on the intercom was like, do not spin. <laughs> like, it's like, do not spin the chandelier. Just going off in the store. The associates are like cursing at people. Like one girl picks up like a little like two-piece outfit. The girl's like, yeah, B, that would look good for you. The was like, like, why are you yelling at me? She's like, put that on, put that on. Like, what? Was this in the guidebook to be hired? Like, I, I said, bro, when she said, yeah, B, put that on. I said, between that and the chandelier girl, I said, I got to go, bro. Yeah, I yelled in I and, and then I looked and I flipped over that top hat and saw that 140. Put that back. I said, y'all oh. got it. Y'all oh got it. God. Needless to say, I was in Jersey that night looking at Halloween stores. And I was a nurse. And I just said, this is going to have to be what it is. So what yeah. were the Halloween plans? The Halloween plans were to go originally to this one party, but it was looking a little online it was out first of all it was a rooftop party so i was like it's literally pouring so oh. then that was out and then sunday yesterday i just went out to this party by south house so mm -hmm. it was Bro, great. We had a great I time. go i'm not gonna hold you i have been seeing that up and down even in the new york podcast listen to they've been talking about it i'm oh. like between oh. cafe, i'm like will it beat cafe is really like that's because i yes. really enjoyed my time oh okay i've been to cafe is really great time but compared to south house or everyday no. people, yeah, it does not match. Like literally, we had such a good time yesterday, and they have they had all the decorations like Halloween themed and stuff. Like yeah. DJs on ten, they always have rotating DJs. Like, yeah. um, it was Flygerian. He's one of my favorite DJs. Was there? Like, okay. all the South House events are ten out of ten. Now this was the last one of the year, so I don't think they're gonna do anything for New Year's, unfortunately. But summertime South House, bro, can't beat it. Can't beat it. We had a time. The amount of times I've gone there, yeah. Anytime they have an event, I'm basically there. I so if you, hey, if you guys are in New York and want to see me, go to South House because oh. you'll find me. Um, what about you, moms? So Rose, um, I attended my final concert of the year. I, ha I have no more ticket spots, so at the moment, I do think it's my final concert. Um, her name is Eloise. I found her earlier this year, and every single flight I've been on, she is my calming, like to calm my anxiety to be on the flight, and. Mm -hmm. She, her, her album is called Drunk on a Flight and I don't be drunk on a flight. Okay. But her music is so calming and she explained every single one of her songs. And mind you, it was snowing. It started snowing Saturday, like the, basically the beginning or second day of Halloween weekend. I saw everybody naked, no jackets, 20, 20, 20 to 25 degrees. I ain't got no mamas. Y'all want to be sick? That's crazy. <laughs> y'all taking off Monday. Y'all got PTO just ready for Monday. Like, I was sitting there like, y'all don't got y'all necks covered. And if you know, if you got a black mama and your neck isn't covered, why that baby ain't got no uh, bang on? Why that, baby gonna, why that baby ain't got no coat on? That was my thought process while I was looking and waiting in line. But the concert was so great. It was absolutely under 150 people. It was literally wow. at, like a, a club venue because I didn't realize how small she was. 
And I was like, bro, she is probably going to be one of my, my top listened artists. Like, I oh. love her so much. And because my whole thing, like, starting back in, like, college, I really wanted to expand my, like, musical whatever. Every single month, I make a new playlist. And I can't, if I can't remember, I don't re repeat songs. So I really have to dig for new songs and listen to new playlists. And, like, the Spotify playlists people have, like, the... You know, they, Spotify be really, really be on what they playlist. So I really mm. like to explore and stuff. So yeah, it was very beautiful. I was screaming her songs, mind you. Her, her calm, her music is very calm. There was no reason for me to be screaming, but it, it touched my soul so much because it was like her music. It kind of feels a little bit gospely, and so like mm. it was very white. It's Denver, but you can tell who the black people were just by seeing whose hands we're making the motions because you know like with goth music you like put your hand up i saw a hand and i said oh that's a black hand i know because the white people were just like this just I, do that to this music like she's trap scatting right now like like i was bro if you're looking for a new artist eloise is that girl i love her so much and that's my type of music like is that, it just Elo eloise like eloise at the eloise, exactly love. so amazing and the thing is she's connected to one of my other favorite artists bruno major also very lullaby music. And I didn't put two and two together that basically she sent him a, or posted um, her singing hit one of his songs. That one post turned into her going on tour and being his opener for two to three years. And she wow. dropped that at 17, like crazy. And at the Bruno Major concert, somebody yelled, my dog's name are, is, are Bruno and Eloise. And I said, I know that's not my Eloise. Bro, I was so lit. I said, this is why I love Eloise so much because they're connected. Like, it was just truly oh. so great. Like, I was like, bro, I'm literally so lit. Like, it was just so cool seeing a 360 because I had no clue. They they didn't even, I don't even think they have songs together. But yeah, mm. really, really lit. Um, I thought when I had written this role, I thought I had finalized Halloween plans. There was going to be a Halloween party um, with one of Lola's old coworkers that ended up happening. So I just stayed in. Hung out with a friend and um, I was watching food videos for my Virgin Voyages cruise because I'm really excited. And I am extremely scared to be gluttonous on that cruise. Like truly gluttonous. Because I was watching those videos, mom. I was watching a gluten and dairy-free video. Even that food looked good. And mom, that's how you know. Because usually those be a little... Uh -uh. Exactly. And moms, I was like, bro, they have ice cream bars everywhere. And I'm not talking about like that random little ice cream, like the little... No, it's like sorbet. This this lady says she let's this lady says she had a red velvet coat. I said, "Oh, I'm about to gain some pounds." Do they have gelato? Yes, mom. That's the ice cream I'm talking about. <sighs> Moms. And the thing is, all the food is unlimited. Like I'm so scared. Like I'm so scared. <laughs> but honestly, that's the time to do it. It's the time to do. It. And moms, we have a six hundred dollar bar tab that they gave us for free. And Lola's never seen me drunk. Because we met in the pandemic. Y'all know I don't really like drinking. So he's like, oh, one of these days, I'm going to get you drunk. I'm like, okay, let's not. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, because like he really wants to be drunk. And Lola's never been drunk before just because he's a big guy. He's tried a full handle of fireball. Nothing. So what can you do? I think, child, I don't know. But um, I'm just very excited. They have really cute, fun restaurants, mom. I have always wanted to go to one of those kit like like restaurants where they where they give you like experimentation food. 
there's this kit there's this restaurant mm. called Case Kitchen and they have it. Oh. And the thing is, every four days they change the menu. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna make a reservation twice for that. Like you have to make reservations for about six of them. And then I think like the other seven restaurants, you could just go. It's like buffet, like kind of like food court style. Is it is it like experimentation food? Do you mean like the dining, like kind of like the dining of the dark thing we did? No, no, no. Kind of well, a little bit similar, but also like like the with the foam and they do fun stuff with different foods and they just like bring it to you yeah and they're like and they explain every single thing and what that whole night i love that i love i've always wanted to go like to, to a six seven course dinner like that have, has always intrigued me so definitely stories to come from the cruise like i'm just so freaking excited oh, I love I'm, it. I'm so what, excited what since the seven course i feel like the only time i've had that was when we went to that darling dark that was literally trauma like when i tell you i've never had a near panic attack in a restaurant i we were just in the dark like we were dying i was like well, i went to, to see denasia this was like our maybe our third time seeing each other and we were like let's could do this and we paid like 90 dollars each or something like that for it and we're literally in the dark and they're giving us food and at the time denasia was a little bit of a chicken tender girly she had it really branched out it was really really trying guys but listen let me tell you why it was not going my way and why I was having a panic attack because I couldn't see like I know it was dining in the dark but I didn't know they meant like pitch dark. black to the yeah. point where like I think the servers were wearing night vision yeah and that made me panic because I couldn't even see my own hand in front of my face nope. it was not dark like yeah. I literally was freaking out and it, I was so overstimulating because all you hear it's like all other people at other tables sitting next to you so you just hear their plates clinking and, and forks moving and you're just eating and it's literally like you just you lost sense i feel like i was literally blind yeah telling color vibes for real it was definitely a time like i i'm big on experiences so i was like you know what i'll drop some money for an experience even if i might not like the money at least i can oh, say yeah that, that was me too we could it's say we I did couldn't it. see my hand then <laughs> can i leave please we done paid all this money we gonna sit here um yeah didn't really do much i sat inside and planned the itinerary for the virtual voyages cruise and um I'm I'm being very type P about my birthday outfits and I don't know why. So I'm a little scared and I'm low-key want to order some dresses from London. So and my birthday is in 18 days. So we'll see. Um and I leave in 19 days. So we'll see. Um my bud is my family's coming into town. I'm very, very excited. We're doing it an early birthday. Um my mom's birthday is eleventh, my birthday is the seventeenth, and then we're doing early thanksgiving so and my sister my mom she gets down like you know like she gets down i'm so freaking excited um and then my thorn is as adults we love to say communicate 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 but when you actually have to communicate because your friend did something you need to communicate hey that wasn't cool i want to keep this friendship i just don't have this conversation then you're stressing about it the whole time because you know you have to have that conversation basically the conversation that i I have one down. I think I got two or three to go. It's just like, ugh, if it's not one thing, it's another. That's really adulting. I just want to make sure that all my friends are on the same accord. And because when you bring friends with different points in your life, it sometimes can be a little, uh-uh. So um, basically had the conversation. I thought she was being weird. She thought I was being weird. I said, you know what? In the future, because we both suck at tone when we're texting, we have to send voice memos if we feel like something's off. That is what we concluded, and then it was good, and we were kicking, and we were screaming, like you know when you when you have tea, and you're like, no, let me say little, like we were just we were just chopping it up, and we had a really really fun time, and 
she's one of my friends that, and I, majority, all, actually all of my best friends, we're going to get into this. All of my best friends, when I get into them, it, get with them, it just feels like all of my worries are washed away. Because we're just giggling and laughing because we haven't seen each other for so long. So that's one of the pros of having like long distance friends. It's like when we meet, it's lit, you know? So all in all, it was a really, really fun time. It's just, I have a friend, Peyton, who who gets me to, got me together and was like, "Um, no, you need to, you need to speak up. And I'm like, yeah, you want, you actually are on something and I know you're right. Because I know you wouldn't steer me wrong. So, you know, um, I have a few more hard friend friend combos to come. And I don't think they know what's coming, but it is what it is. They're going to get done. And that's, I mean, that's honestly the reality of adulting and friendship. Like, as long as you have friends you actually want to keep, it's going to take having those hard combos. If you don't want to keep them, it's very easy to just cut people off and not talk to them. I mean, it's not easy. But it yeah. is an easier route to just cut them off and to be like, oh, she's weird. I'm not talking to her. Yeah. Realistically, if that's genuinely a friend that you want to have in your life, it's going to take a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah. That that little bit more is just like, oh, I don't want to do this, but I only yeah. have 10 good friends. Like, I need to keep that 10. You see what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But moms, yeah, let's go ahead. Like, it's, yeah, it's a risk. risk. You but... just don't know if the friendship's going to end off that combo, but no. I mean, that's that's really the nature of just friendships in general. Like, if, yeah. if you say you have no issues in your friendship, that's that's good. I think I think those do exist. I have friends like that where it's like genuinely we we, we just be chilling. Yeah. But if you have a really good close friend and you guys are different and even the slightest, there's going to be some point where you don't agree on something. Or if you're work, if you're if you're just constantly in each other's spaces and like constantly around each other, it's going to come mm-hmm. up. So it's like learn how to learn your friends basically which is basically the topic of this episode compartmentalizing and learning your friends absolutely absolutely so moms what do you or who do you consider a best friend um for me like i i actually was talking to me about this because we were talking about how you have different best friends based on where you were in your life and when you met them yep and like for me like i have my like high school bestie and just like general bestie overall which is Peyton like yeah that's that's my best friend but also I have like like current best friends of people that I've met like later on in life like like my delta bestie like you know like like my new york bestie like I have different categories for these people yeah. and it's like they're not all the same I love them all equally but it's like they're they're different types of best friendships so I feel like now before I used to be like no I can only have one best friend total everybody else is just friends or close friends but it's like yeah. realistically i do have best friends depending on the context um and i was also talking to her about the fact that like it's very weird sometimes when like you want to call somebody your best friend but you don't know if you're also their best friend so it's mm-hmm. like this weird thing like like i'm always like oh this is one of my closest friends because it's just so awkward to be like best friend it's like are you her best friend for real you don't know yeah. and it's just a very like it's a very awkward conversation to have if you haven't said bestie with that person yet. Girl. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I think that's an interesting thing that I think a lot of people go through and like you just don't know if you should call her your best friend or not. Like, yeah. And if you have jealous friends, I was a jealous, I am a jealous friend, but I definitely was a jealous-er friend in college because like, and it really was like, I was being a little bit of a hypocrite. Like Elisa, you guys have heard of her, heard of her a lot. I call her Bisa and no, nobody knows her name is Elisa. Her name is Elisa and yeah. she's my best friend. Yes. <laughs> I just hear Bisa so much. I, yeah. the, the E is, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. I give her uh, pretty much all my friends' nicknames. Um, but yeah, Elisa, nah. 
Bisa, it was is has been my best friend since middle school. She has been the ice to my fire, love, love, love. But when I started in college, my roommates became my my college best friends. And mm-hmm. like I low key wasn't the as as good of a friend as I should have been. And I realized that and I apologize, all that stuff. Um, but when Bisa, I saw Bisa hanging out with some friends, I was like, who are those girls? Who are you hanging out with? The, don't don't let none of them call you them your best friend because I'm me and I I know your mom I know your grandma I know your I know your siblings okay right. I'm the best friend so it can kind of get a little bit weird but I do like compartmentalizing like this is my best friend from here this is my best friend from here but like I gotta that inner circle y'all y'all know like if you know you know vibes that's kind of what it is sometimes you do have, it kind of gets weird especially if you do see them pretty often but all of my best friends. Do not live here except for one. Literally one of my best friends live here and that's just because she ended up going to doing her master's program here. And it was just like, okay, cool, cool. But yeah, but like at the base level for my inner tent, and that also includes my sisters because me and my sisters have got, as soon as we left the house, we each individually got individually close with each other. And then as a whole, we got really, really close just bonding as sisters. Cause like, you don't, you don't recognize until you get older, but like, your sisters, regardless of how long you've been with your significant other, your best friend, whatever, your sisters know why you tick. Your sisters mm-hmm. know why, what what makes your quirks your quirks and where they came from. They maybe even were there when your trauma became your trauma. You see what I'm saying? Like your sisters know, or your siblings know everything, especially if you grew up with them in the house. So for me, um, a best friend is someone I'd bail out of jail or fly across the country when they have a birthday or wedding or baby. Cause I'm not, I, I love getting on flights, but I'm not getting on a flight just for anybody. Right. No, you literally. Literally. Like that's that's kind of what, and I can successfully say all of the people I call my best friends, I would do both for. You see what I'm saying? Something happens. Hey, how much you, I mean, you might need to pay me back, but how much you need? You see what I'm saying? So yeah, that's, that's basically what I consider a best friend. Yeah. And honestly, sisters really are if you if you are blessed enough to have a sister, they're like built in best friends. Like, yeah, I mean, realistically, your sisters have been there probably longer than most of your friends and will be there after them. And, and and parents wise, too. Like you mm-hmm. guys have grow up, grow up experiences. You have your parents have shared experiences like it's kind of crazy when you think about it. A little insane. But yeah. it, even like with my friends, I think it's even a little easier to say I love you. Like I even like I'm like it's just a little bit flowier. But with sisters, it's like. I show you how I love you by answering your FaceTime call or before a meeting. Are you alive? Are you okay? Like I answer by sending you a little money. You need it. Like you need groceries, like stuff like that. That's, I mean, but we've, we've been trying to say, I love you a little bit more, but it just, it don't flow as easy. Cause like, we, even, didn't grow, we didn't grow up doing that. Even hugging. Like when I moved, so me and Kayla said, all right, I'll catch you. <laughs> yeah. Like little hug. I was like, why are we like this? Like it really should be easier. I don't know why sometimes affection comes easier with friends. Yeah. I don't know why that is, but maybe it's because like, there's no, I don't know. I, I just genuinely don't know the reason to that. But yeah, I say I love you, my friends all the time. And it's like, my sister would be like, love ya. Like shortening it to like the lowest level. But I'm like, yeah. that's probably the person you have the most love for, which is crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, if anything happened to my sisters. Oh, it's right. Ra- if anybody mess with them, I'm going to the federal prison. Oh not even God. not even jail like, not even jail like i chair. i will ride we ride at dawn like and here's the thing like i was i i saw this video about somebody like fighting or whatever and i was like 
I would, I would, if, if some, let's say somebody beating up on hope, hope is the strongest out of all of us, but let's say somebody beating up on hope and I come in, I would also be on that floor with you, but at least I'm down the floor in solidarity. Like if nobody says you have to win, do you want to? Yes. But nobody says you have to win, <laughs> but I will probably be on that floor, but it's like, thank you, my sister. Now we in the hospital together. You know what I'm right. saying? It's very much thought that counts, vibes. <laughs> you know I can't. Okay. Okay. I, I can hold. I can hold a weapon and aim, though. I I've tried. I don't like the sound. I don't like the way it be popping my thumping my forehead. But I can do it. Okay. Listen. Okay. But moms, how has your relationship, like especially with friends that you've known for a while, how has it grown or changed since you've gotten out of undergrad? Yeah. Um. As a natural born helper and aid, just because like type A big sister, it's literally it's a given um I tend to become the friend that people go to it to complain and ask for answers it's like oh I'm going through this dilemma and also I felt like I was the guinea pig for a lot of adult things like buying a car credit taxes like I did that very early on and that's when my friends reached out to me and I had answers to um and but when I would give advice for example let's say about a boy or something um, they wouldn't even take the advice time and time again. And I have a, a few group of friends that did this and they're not, we're not friends anymore, but that's cool when life is really boring and it's like, okay, like it's a little fun because like you, there's always something going on with you. Like you, you always going through trials and tribulations. Like I'm trying to help you. But at the, at, at, at some point you become a free therapist and it's like, I need a, I need a therapist and I don't want to come at one point it got so bad where like, I didn't know if I was going to graduate or not. And I called like Deneja, Kelly and Peyton. I was like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And that one friend that I would basically FaceTime every single day, I basically told her, Hey, I'm going through something. I'm not going to be able to talk to, to, to you for a week because I'm not going to be able to be basically be your therapist. Like you, like you've wanted me to for the past, however long we've been friends and I need to figure out life on my own. And the fact that I even need to do that with somebody that I called my friend, it's quite literally ridiculous. Um, but basically, around the time I moved to the country, I'm mean, sorry, crazy. Across the country, North Carolina, I basically was like, I need to evaluate who my friends are and what they bring to the table. Because you do that with um, men, and men do that with women. I, you got to do that with your friends. Like, how do they help me? And how am I helping them? Is this a symbiotic relationship? I have been using that a lot because I've realized some of my, even my friends' friends, they don't help you in any way. Why are you there your friends? And that's, that's a hard conversation to have in and of itself because it's just like you're questioning their ability to, to pick a friend. But I had to really take note of who was really pouring into me and giving me that reciprocal type of relationship. Mm -hmm. And for example, and I think me and Anaya should do this, like if I'm coming to her and I'm at a 25%, I need her to be at a 75 so I can lean on her and she needs, she needs to be that 75% versus like, she's at 25. All right. I need to throw whatever I said. I, I knew I was going to tell her to the back and next catch up call. I got you. I need to make sure you're good. And I need to be at that 75% and kind of, you got to know your friends engage that. And if I'm literally at 1%, no, if I'm at 99 and you're at 1% every single call, we got to reevaluate. You might be catastrophizing mm -hmm. some things. I'm not going to hold you. Um, and I and I also used to have, and that's why I put that, what do you consider a best friend? Because growing up, 
especially moving every single year, I used to make every single body, every single person my BFF. And now, now with friends, I barely have time to catch up with. I really am glad that I have like my solid ten, seven to 10 core, core friends, because the less the merrier for as adults, I don't even have the time to catch up sometimes with my mom or my sisters. And they're, my, my sisters are in that core 10. Um, so the less the merrier for adults, for adult friends for me is great because I love catching up with my friends, but that is about two to four hours of my time. And that that's a lot, especially because I really try my best to meet with all my friends once a month, if not once mm-hmm. every two months with the friends that are cool with having those catch up calls. You know, you got those friends, you don't got to talk to them for three months and you'll be fine, but yeah life lives and i feel like having less friends quality over quantity has been the cha- the shift that i made from being an adolescent to an adult what about you moms yeah i mean honestly you saying that reminded me of like old friendships i've had where like they started off really great based off just personality and i think i've realized like the way i now judge my friendships now i look at personality versus character because there were a lot of girls that I met, like in college, for example, we we meet somewhere, we're getting along, we're kiki keen. I'm like, oh, she's so cool. We're having a great time, yada, yada, yada. Like, we're getting along good because we have good chemistry as people and like good friendship chemistry. But when I really get to know you, you're not a loyal friend. Mm. You you move funny. Like, you're not there when I need you for important moments. Like, you, you, you lie about things. Like, there's certain mm-hmm. character traits that I can't change about you. And yeah. like... I think it's very hard, especially if you find a good friend that you get along with really, really well. But then there's there's character traits about them like that you genuinely cannot forgive or like overlook. You have to decide like, okay, you might have a good time with this person. It's good when it's good, but when it's bad, it's really, really bad. Yeah. And like the friendships, like my main like friendship breakup I had in college, I feel like the reason why it was so hard is because I was like, damn, we have so many good memories together. We have so many good times of us at Kiki and having a good time at like tailgates and just doing all types of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like when I look at it, I see how you move and your character is an issue. Like yeah. I can't I can't be with somebody that has a character like that. And yeah. I don't trust you either. So yeah. it's like you can't really be a long term friend because realistically we can have a good time and get along and have fun. But if I can't call you, if I'm in the hospital, if I can't call you when I, when I need something and vice versa, like I know I'll be there for you, but will you be there for me? Realistically, like realizing that really helped me determine which friends are going to be in my bucket. Because if I look at you and you are great on personality on paper, but as a character, as a person, I I can't get along with that. And like you said, like, honestly, start looking at your friendships, like how you evaluate these men, how if you're dating with somebody, you're looking at their character, like, okay, he's, he might be fine, but he's not a good person. Yeah. Think about that in terms of your friendship, like, they may be cool, you get along with them on the surface level, but they are genuinely not a good person for you to be and have in your life. Like they're adding, they're adding more stress. If anything, they're a subtraction to your life than an addition. Shout out to Monet. Okay. Okay. Like it's really, it's really hard to say that about people because you want to see the best in everybody. I know I do that personally. Like I make excuses, hella excuses for people. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, you know, shit. I mean, his grandpa, his grandma died when he was eight. Like there's, you know, but realistically you can't do that all the time. Yeah. And it's very draining to try to see the best in people when sometimes they don't even deserve that. So um, I say it to say, like, I'm realizing at least in my friendships now, like part of it is realizing whose character I can, I can trust and I can count on to be a good friend. 
Yeah. And then part of it is also realizing that as adults, it really is you get what you put into it. Like mm-hmm. you need to be making conscious effort to like really try to see your friends if you can in person. If yeah. not, like scheduling those catch up calls, like really trying to keep the friendship alive, I'd say, because realistically, like even if you catch up twice a year, at least that's better than nothing. And those yeah. two times a year, you're running through all life updates. Hey, girl, this is how my life has changed over the last six months. Yeah. And luckily, I have a pretty like good relationship with all my friends where so we don't have to talk every week every month even sometimes yeah. depending on how crazy things get and we yeah. can pick up right where we left off and it's not any like weirdness yeah, like yeah no oh yeah I, I had a friend once literally she told me as we we're having our friendship breakup that she felt some type of way that I would always say I'm busy with school and I had things to do and I wouldn't call her every day and I said first of all we are in two different stages of our lives right now and my priorities right now include my friends and my family yes but right now I told you what I'm going through and I told you that I'm literally trying to get my life together I cannot yeah. I can't call you on one day now you're holding secret animosity about me towards that and you're bringing it up six months later like I didn't even know that was an issue you yeah. know like setting unrealistic expectations on your friends and expecting them to meet them and then when they meet them or they don't meet them now you're angry and you have animosity towards them like but, but like, also be realistic be realistic and understand that you need to give your friends grace Please. because realistically you can say well girl you only doing this and da, da, da. you should have time to at least call me for five minutes you can say that but realistically the world does not revolve around you if your friend does not have the mental capacity to talk to you that day that does not mean that she's not your friend and she hates you that just means she has some real shit going on and she genuinely cannot she will call you like next week or or in a couple days but it's just not gonna be today and I just, I feel like learning that and realizing that about, about different friendships has really helped a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, don't have unrealistic expectations for your friends, honestly. I was just actually talking to Fee about this. Like, if your friend doesn't answer, let's say y'all do talk like every single week, they don't answer your FaceTime call because I love a good FaceTime. I think FaceTiming is my love, one of my love languages, especially with friends. If they don't answer and they don't give you a response, just assume something's going on and okay, check in with them a few days. Like, hey, girl, like, you okay? You alive? Because especially you got to know if your friends are good texted or not. But for me, like, if I know life is life for me, I'll be like, hey, girl, um, going through a lot right now, but give me until, like, Saturday and we can make some shake then. Like, yeah. have, at least having the, the decency of to be the friend that you're going through something. Hey, letting your friends know so they're not, they're not, they're not in the dark. Because I think that's the worst thing because then their mind gets to racing. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Especially if you have a friend that you know that like they they might catch an attitude about things and they might be like like you know your friends you know which friends are sensitive and which friends can like take distance and time apart and not yeah. perceive it as something being wrong versus your friends yeah. that will like honestly again learn your friends if you know your one friend if you don't talk to them in a couple days or a weeks or so it might be might add some animosity or a rift in relationship keep that in mind when you're deciding like who you're dedicating your time to like. Mm-hmm. You can have sensitive friends. That's not a problem. Just yeah. know how to handle it. Big eggs. Oh my gosh. It's like sometimes you gotta walk around egg. Like it's like, dang, like having sensitive yeah. friends is definitely, definitely a fun one. Yeah. But it's like I'm sensitive in my own ways. We're all sensitive in our, in our own ways. So it's like I get it, but it's like it's a lot of extra work. But I wanna keep you as my friend. So let me just make some shake. Right. Right. And a lot of it is really just putting your pride aside too and just being like oh. listen. Even if you messed up, being like, hey, I messed up. I'm sorry. Like, we can talk about it. And for me, like, I'm 
I'm definitely hesitant to cut people off, but once I do, I I'm done. Like this wraps. This yeah. wraps for yeah. real. Like they can't cut her off. Yeah. But like honestly, for me, I'm just thinking like the process of what I when I've cut people off before. I always give them like chances, I guess. Like I, I always try to bring it up first, whatever the issue is or whatever like happened, I bring it up first. If nothing changes after that or things keep compiling on that, or I brought up how I felt about you and I think we resolved it, but then I feel like there's still weird energy. Yeah, That's when I'm like, I don't even know if this is worth a friendship worth saving because I told you how I felt and it's just made things weirder. I think if you can talk about your problems with your friend and y'all can resolve it and nip it in the butt and move on, like that's really? a sign of a good friendship huge fact because we both want to work this out like oh i didn't realize that that was a problem like okay well let's talk it out that's not how i that's how I, that's not what i meant to say it you took that out of context okay and then literally like yeah it, there's always like that period of like a okay like we just had a really intense conversation and then it's like we back to kiki in so right. I, and I literally experienced this on saturday so it's literally very fresh for me Extremely, yeah actually no literally like it really is just knowing your friends which is hard because especially when you get it as adults, like you better make sure you, you do it in college because once that 22, 23 comes around, it gets real hard to communicate. And no, oh. it gets really real hard to like dive deep because you don't really have much time. You're trying to figure out your own life. Listen, and I realize like, it's so much easier. You always hear people say like, it's so easy to make friends when you're in high school and college. And like, life is so good when it comes to making friends then. But then when you're an adult, it's like, how do I make friends? And how do I like, how do I even do that? I feel like realistically, the reason why it's so hard is because in high school and college, the problems we were dealing with, like looking back, were very, very trivial. Like if I'm calling my friend to complain about something, it's probably something dumb versus now, like it's a real life. Like it's, it's serious. Like bills to pay, people to see, things to do. Like it's That's not, right. it's not no little nitty gritty stuff that we used to get up in arms about in like high school. Yeah. So I think when it, when you're faced with like real problems, that's when you see who's really your friend. I think that's why most people, they either have friendships they thought were solid back from high school and college and they get to their adult years and they're like, you're not even a reliable friend because before I could count on you to deal with something little itty bitty, but now this is something, this is a big problem in my life and I can't even rely on you. Like between men, uh, other friends that you're trying to figure out, was I being weird or was they being weird? You see what I'm saying? Or family, family problems because you get those adult goggles on and you're like, whoa. Everything is not as it seems to be. I understand why that auntie wasn't at Thanksgiving that year. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Or just life, like life well, in general. And, and kids, like when- I was just about to say, when you, you know, get older, now you're getting married and kids, like this is different. I will say, and I, this might be a controversial opinion, but I feel like when you have kids, yeah, I'm not going to speak to you for a minute. Like I might fly out for no. the gym, whatever, in the, in the baby shower and send some stuff, but- if I don't hear from you for six months, and that's, I'm going to reach out. But if you don't respond, you trying to take care of that baby with that man. I, or maybe without that man. I get it. But I feel like if you're already living with the person that you're about to marry, and then you come back from the honeymoon, I'm not going to give you a pass. Because y'all basically were married in that house. That's like that what the one pass mm. that I, I'm not... I have always given my friends a six month man pass when they first get in a relationship because you are in the honeymoon phase. You're trying to figure out like you want to be all up under this man. I get it. But after that, okay, girl, are you alive? Like, are you still with that man? You see what I'm saying? But when I feel like when you get married, I'm not giving you the friendship pass because un- unless y'all do, did the thing of you were in one 
um, apartment. He was another. And then y'all finally got a house and y'all trying to figure out how to live with each other. That's a whole thing in and of itself. I just did it. We just hit our six months. And that was, it was, that was about to say talking to relations. Never that. It's just, you have to figure out who, like how they clean, how they were raised, what things they think are regular versus how you are. Like that is understandable. But when my friends get married, uh, I, I might, I might give you a two month pass, but we got to get back to our catch up calls. I'm not, I'm not really? giving you that. I, I feel like I apply the same rules for marriage as for kids. Cause like realistically, if somebody just got married, even if they've been living together, like I'm going to give them time to just enjoy them exploring marriage because it's probably a whole, I mean, I've never been married, but yeah. like, I feel like it's a whole different ball game than just being somebody's girlfriend or being somebody's what? boyfriend. Okay. If, for example, me. I'm living with Dammy. We've been together for four years. Like, da 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 da. If it's like a one year, y'all been dating and then y'all get engaged and get married within the next year. Okay, y'all really realistically don't really know each other that much. Like, that makes sense. But like, if it's a long term something like me and Dammy, uh, call me. Uh, check in on me. Like, I, like, I, I oh, maybe I'm just thinking like, I don't know. For me, like, I just don't know what marriage what it would entitle i never had no friend get married for me to know what the timeline would look like but i'm just thinking they probably are stressed out about like planning the wedding and like just getting like like a new stage of life i get new stage of life but it's like other than open up them presents and like filing like for a new last name uh you're not really that stressed like i i can't i can't see the stress in it Hmm. at all like i like when like Peyton is very big on like oh like you act like you're gonna be a wife da, da, da. and i'm like i mean it's literally just a title change it's just a miss to missus like i feel like it's a case-to-case basis but uh like the over like high level very high level i i'll give you half of the of the boyfriend pass i'll give you three after that i think i'm a little bit needy of a friend especially if we usually talk every quarter or every mid quarter uh yeah let's let's go ahead and get back to regular scheduled programming but yeah. hey none of my friends are married yet i was gonna say we'll cross that bridge when we get to it but yeah. especially for kids though yeah oh, um, friend breakups over kids means you're trying to make me put you over my children and i just pop these babies out i'm i'm still recovering from the stitches i'm not worried about you absolutely not if anything, let me know when I can I can babysit so you can go have a date night. Thank you. Do you need anything? Can I come over and cook for you? Like that, like let's spend time like that if we are even in the same state. Yeah. But no, kids, no, I, I would give it even like a year or two. Like I, I can't see our friendship being the same as it was after having kids. I, I hope it's yeah. even better, but this is a whole that's a whole new stage of life. That's a a whole new stage of that's, life. that's a whole different ballgame and realistically i feel like a lot of people are, i know my mom said that it's like when she got married and when she had kids like her relationship with her friends shifted a little bit just because she was like one of the first to do it or like if her her friends were were doing it they'd already been on like maybe their second kid or something so at the time she felt like she was kind of like the only one doing it with the first newborn mm-hmm. and i'm just sitting here thinking like i feel like realistically if you lose friends because your friends are like oh like you can't go out and party anymore because you're a mom now what, what? Why? Why can't we find other things to do? And realistically, that's a very good marker to determining your friends now. Amazing. When you get on calls, what do you talk about? Is it just parties and boys? That part. We're not in college. Let's talk anymore. about it. We're not like realistically. I my friendship breakup in college. I had to take a step back and really evaluate if this friendship ended. What am I losing? 
Because at the mm-hmm. moment, it's just FaceTimes talking about boys and whatever didn't happen on campus and gossip, maybe. Like, yeah, it's very draining when you call somebody and all they want to do is talk about other people. Or talk about or talk about boys. Like I, I, I need something. Like there, there's there's got to be more than you than just that. Like Definitely. learning that about your friends too, and realizing what the topics you're discussing are. Can you talk to them about just regular life, or is it just like you start talking about that? They're like, oh, girl, I gotta go. Like figure out what your friendships look like and what those conversations are, because I feel like if you have a friend that only cares about partying and what you're doing right now, early early twenties, that friendship might not last when you have actual like life to deal with when you have a kid and you're married and stuff. You know, that's kind of why we talk about compartmentalizing because we are in our twenties. If you want a friend just for partying and you're like, I'm not even going to give you problems. All you, you are here for a good time, not a long time. That's okay to have those friends. It's not, this is not the time to be like, kumbaya. I can only have friends in my life that want to pray with me and, that's not, that's that's not needed. Okay. Just know that those friends that you're partying with will probably, unless that, that dynamic shifts though, yeah. you might not be partying with them forever. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So moms, how do you compartmentalize the girlies you are friends with now? Um, <clears throat> For me, like, it's really kind of like what I said, like just realizing like what I have the capacity for um, and realizing like what they need, what I need. I can't do one-sided friendships that I feel mm-hmm. like are draining. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and realizing like, for one, the issues that you have with your friends, like I said before, either personality or character issues, personality issues are easily dealt with. I feel like you just got to have a conversation, character issues. You're kind of asking them to change as a person. Yeah. And that's, that's a little bit harder of a conversation to have realistically and yeah. kind of a big ask. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, character issues are where I draw the line. So right now, like, I feel like I compartmentalize my friends based on for one, what I need in my life and what I'm doing. Like I have my work friends. I have like my just going out, hanging out overall friendship that I talk about with, I talk about them, talk about them with everything. Mm -hmm. Talk, talk to them about everything. Mm -hmm. Talk to them about everything, like just my overall friendships. But I do feel like I have very balanced friends now to where I don't have just one friend that I go to for one specific thing. Like, yeah, no, I can usually count on them for at least two to three things, you know, like it's not like singular. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I have my tell everything friend that's Peyton, like literally just overall bestie. Yeah, she knows everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have some of my friends that I only see like a couple times a year. And we literally pick up right where we left off. And it's just like love that I have for them. That's just like something that I understand the relationship. We don't ever expect more than that from each other. Cause it's like, I don't really see you that often, but it's love when I see you and it's cool. You Very low maintenance. Um, yeah. So I just, I, I don't know. I feel like for me, I'm just realizing that not every shoe fits every friend Mm-mm. and you can't really force them into that box. But if you, if you are trying to figure out what your friends look like, or you're trying to make friends, just, kind of realize what you're looking for up front. Like we said before, it's very similar to like a relationship. It's give and take. And yeah. like personally in my friendships, almost all of them, I think we all do the, even if it's not even intentionally spoken about the 25, 75, 50, 50, yeah. 30, 70. Like if you're here, I'm matching you. If if you, you need more from me, I'm doing that. If yeah. I, I need more from you, you're doing that. And I think that's really important. So and if you yeah. don't have the capacity, let's say I'm at 25, I need the nature to be at 75, but she just, she's also going through it to be at a 25. All right. Well, I'm going I'm to go to another friend and I'm going to tap in a little bit later because I can't, I can't also deal with the 25. Yeah. You kind of have to just have one big vent session. You just both acknowledge you're at 25 and it's just, hey girl, I can't help you. You can't help me, but we're going through it together. 
Exactly. Exactly. But if if you if you see a friend continually being at that 10 percent and you're like, girl, like something's got to change. They don't want to change for themselves. You're not going to lead them to change. I, you if you can't change a man, you can't change a woman. I really don't know what to tell you. And I, I'm sure we've all tried to try, change a man. And look, look, look where that got us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nowhere, nowhere good. Um, but for me, when I when we first came up with this idea when we were brainstorming for season seven, which is crazy because we really be brainstorming. Okay. Yeah, um, I definitely felt like I had some friends that I thought you know were friends for tea, for tea, like just a cute gossip. What's going on in the Tinder sphere, the Hinge sphere? Because I don't know nothing about that. You see what I'm saying? But also, I realized in this point in life, because I have a lot of life hitting me, I I realize I'm not in the business at the moment to spend my precious time when I'm not working and not talking to my mom and not talking to my sisters or my siblings or my family um, or doing the podcast or cooking. Like, I don't have time to listen to the tea of an acquaintance or a, I would say an acquaintance. Um, that I really don't care about and it, it'll just drain me more. Like, I'm just like, I work has already drained me. If I'm excited to be on the call with you, okay, I'll 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 get a sprite, I'll get a LaCroix, I'll get some water and I'll just get energized. You see what I'm saying? But if I see your call and I'm like, it's just about to be a whole bunch of nothing. This is really not adding to my life. It might be a cute little like, oh, that's insane. Why would that man do that? You know, but it's just like I'm not in the business of hearing tea from somebody that's not my best friend in that court you see what i'm mm. saying so it's just kind of like i had a catch-up call recently like i said with Peyton, and she did she did what i do for a lot of my friends and i gave i usually give them the hard honest truth and she asked me did these friends that came came back into your life because i did have a few apologize for what they did to you and i was like oh <sighs> why are you so loud <laughs> Frick me. And you need friends like that. Like, even though you don't want to hear that hard honest truth, they're going to give it to you because it's like, at the end of the day, you need to hear it. And you need to have those friends where you're open to hearing it. Because mm. if, if some might, some some friends don't have the correct word to say it, and now you're like, well, now I'm pissed off at you because I didn't want to hear that. But if you, if you know that friend is going to give you the hard honest truth, and it's really like, it's not that they're doing anything. It's just they truly want the best for you. You have to have those friends. And you, and when you FaceTime them or call them, you might not like what they have to say, but you know it's for the betterment of you as a whole. It's so all just like, ugh. Yeah. And you know what? On that note, too, it's like we talked about this in the um in the What's You and Your Friends Delulu episode. But like, <laughs> if you are that friend that's coming with the tea or like the mess, and you know that whatever you're going through, you're going to do what you want to do anyway. Anyway, think about that before you bring it to your friend. Because realistically, your friend is going to have your best interest in mind. They are going to want to give you the hard, honest truth, the advice that you need to hear. If you are not ready to hear it, hold off. Process it first. Write it down. Journal. Journal, please. Because it's like, it can be a little taxing on the relationship if you are constantly bringing problems and your friend's giving you advice. And you say, thanks for that. 360, I'm doing the complete, or 180, I'm doing the complete opposite. And now I check the location. You at that man's house? You at that man's house, that can get very old very quick. Very quick. I mean, you 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 can know your friends. Maybe maybe that's just how y'all roll. But it's like sometimes if it's something serious, like think about that before you bring it to your friend. 
and yeah. try to process it on your own and be ready to hear that advice because you know what she's gonna say. You mm-hmm. know what she's gonna say. Mm-hmm. So either don't bring it to her just yet or be ready to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking frick frick. Hey, freaking frack. Freaking frack. Literally, like having friends, especially having girlfriends, because girls sometimes you can take what they're doing as being weird but you're just it's just out of context or like you're just be weird but you have if you really value that friendship you have to go back and say hey uh remember when you said that or did that what did you mean by that yeah you know and you going into that you you may or may not come out as friends that's the biggest thing but if y'all really care about each other y'all gonna shake it off be like oh, okay all good thank you for bringing that to my attention I won't, it won't happen again or whatever, whatever needs to be done. And y'all cool. Yeah, no, literally, literally. I mean, not to say girls aren't weird. Some girls are weird, but it's like, sometimes you're taking her actions out of context or yeah. vice versa. And it's like, it gets real weird when you don't know the context. Oof, you're telling me. Okay. Um, yeah, mom, but- let's go ahead and get straight into calls from the request line. We have a few. Um, this is probably this is from our first episode that we didn't finish. So we have three. Um, I'll go ahead and go to the first one and then we'll do the other two. So how to make friends in your 20s. I recently had a friend break up and now I think it's time to make new friends and try to get back into being a hot girl in your 20s. However, I just don't know how to do it when all I do is go to work and then go home. <sighs> Moms, we, I mean, we can drive Bumble BFF. You can try potentially a work friend, but also that gets a little bit weird depending on what, what space you're in in work. Um, I even tried to make a friend at the concert. I was like, oh my gosh, she's black. She's in Colorado. I was like, hey, are you from here? And she's like, yeah, well, no, but yeah. And she's like, said 22, 23. And then she got her merch and she said, bye. I said, you know, at least I tried. Yeah. This, this is me getting out of my comfort zone. You really just have to get out of your, out of your comfort zone. If you see somebody that you think might match your vibe or at a place that you frequent a lot, say hello. Say hello. Say yeah. hello and you never know what that word, how that hello will take you. Yeah. No, literally. I was going to say that or like go to like events or conferences like related to what you are kind of interested in. Like I met my friend Dina here because I went to like a fashion conference and mm-hmm. she was there too. And we just happened to meet and she introduced me to her friends. I introduced her to my friends. And like, that's how you start building. Or if you meet your other friends, friends, like don't be afraid to be like, Hey, like, can we all hang out? I know it is hard to shoot your friendship, your friendship shot shot. Oh my God. I cannot speak today. Your <laughs> friendship shot. It's hard yeah. to shoot that. But like, once you do, honestly, most of my friends have happened because of the friendship shot. Yeah. Just, even if it was unintentional. A compliment oh goes miles. Yeah. Where'd you get it done? Tough. Oh my gosh, your <laughs> eyebrows are so nice today. That's it. That's all it takes. It's really just that simple. Girls are easy. Yeah. At, in the beginning. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully this episode also aligned and helps you with the current, you going through your friend breakup. And next season, we're actually going to have like a tell all about our friend breakups because I don't think we've really gone in depth and it's uh even think about it, it makes me makes my heart hurt but anyways no. mom what's the second one um this person says hi I love listening to y'all so much and just appreciate all the gems I've learned from listening I currently got denied an offer into something and was wondering if you guys can talk about how rejection is redirection or something along those lines thank you oh thanks for listening yes mom, um you um let me see when did I get denied um oh yes uh, when I did my internship for Cisco, I 
I thought I really hammered in my last, my final internship presentation. I was lit. I was like, yeah, getting a return offer when I get back from Paris. Because right after my last day, I went to Paris. I got back and the two people that I thought were closest to me, we had a full group chat. And it basically like unspokenly was about whenever we get offers, we're going to text in this group chat, you know, because it was four spots. It was eight of us. Nepotism got in the way with one of the slots. They got one. They they both got slots, and I was just waiting for either a denial, a denial, or an offer, and I wasn't getting either. But I saw one girl's private story, and she knew I was on there. She was like, "I'm moving to North Carolina soon," and I was like, "Huh?" And that's one of the supply chain hubs. And then the other guy, I was like, "I don't. I I forget how I figured out he was he was a part of the four. And I was like, "Weird." And I was like. I was crying because I was like, I don't have a job offer going to my senior year like that. Once you, if you have a job offer going to your senior year, you you good. All you got to do is pass. You good. Like you, that's a whole, that's a different type of confidence that you have. And I was just like, dang, like I, I didn't get it. Like I felt like less than, than the people, than my friends that got it and didn't even text in the group chat. And so I'm sitting here like, okay, so, you know, continue to interview didn't get that first interview, finally got a second interview at a, for another position, and now I'm here. I love my role. And I was actually talking to them. It's like, I see you, and you know that white passive-aggressive, like, oh, and they know what they did. You see what I'm saying? I was like, mm. oh, my gosh, hi. I was like, oh, hey, like, how are you liking your role? They're like, I actually hate it. Like, I hate this rotational program. And I was like, bro, I actually, and I was like, I love my role. You know, and like, if I would have got what I thought was for me in that moment, that top four spots, I would have been miserable just along with them. And I had, I would have had to stay that in that rotational program for a full year, but because I got rejected and I got rejected another time. And then I finally got um, a return offer. I was like, I don't know what this is, but I'm so excited. I finally got here. And it's literally like a type A dream. I am in charge of several million dollars, which is a little bit earned for a 22, 23 year old. But also it's just like, wow, like I am in charge of this portion of the supply chain. Like it really would have been wrapped for me if I was over there. And they have a lot of like drama over there. And mm. we, well, we are family over here. Like I'm lit. And like calling work, work people family is weird, but we've, we've figured out that kind of like, I love my manager. It's just the re- redirection. It was truly one, like, God did his big yeah. one. Let's just say that. God did his huge one. So, and I was praying like a warrior. Because I was like, I need a job. Please, I need a job. I cannot go into senior year not having a job. This that That's embarrassing for me. Like, that was, I've worked all these years to be, get to college, then get an, get an offer from a big company, and I don't got one. And I had the chance to. And it wasted away because I didn't have enough budget to hire all the interns. Like mm. I need it. Like, and I know type A's, we like to know what's next. So it really hurt me. But hey, I will say rejection was redirection and girl, just keep applying. It's going to happen for you. Yeah. No, literally trust the process. Like initially in college, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer and was applying to all these congressional interns. I don't even know why. Applying to all these congressional interns, half the time it wasn't working out or I wasn't just knowing the right people. Cause you'll realize if you are in that field, it's a very tight knit community and it's kind of like everybody knows everybody. Yeah. And I didn't know nobody. And at the time I was like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I'm not doing enough. I'm like asking for resume reviews on campus to help build up my resume. I'm like, this is not it. Just to realize I didn't even want to be a lawyer all at, 
like at all. I, it wasn't even something I was actually passionate about. And I ended up now working at my dream company that I didn't even know about at the time. Yep. So also trust, trust that things will get better with time. And that time will also reveal what's best for you because mm-hmm. within a year, my entire career field of what I wanted to do and what I saw my dream job as changed based on what happened in my life. So don't be afraid to also use like whatever time that you are being redirected to kind of look at like, is this even what I actually wanted? Because there might be something down the line or like hidden in the sand that you might have been overlooking that actually is better for you. But like, you know, you just don't know that until you are thrown off your track, which is not Girl. even really thrown off your track. It's just being on the right track now. So Girl, that was me. Failed calculus two times, barely passed it the second time. I was just like, you know what? It's the pandemic. I'm not around my engineering friends. I don't have the, there is a stigma in the engineering field. Like, oh, if you go from engineering to business, like you suck basically. And I was around a lot of all my friends I had at the time had that sentiment as well. Like, oh, your business, mm-hmm. y'all don't do anything. Da, 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 da. But there was a major that if I would have started with, I would have saved so much money, but I cared so much about what people around me thought. I wasted so much of my loan money. Like I wasted a lot of time. I took unnecessary classes that I was crying for every day. Just, just dramatic, but it truly was not for me. And it like, if you're crying every day in a class, switch courses and now because i switched in the midst of the pandemic i was able to i graduated late i graduated about a a semester late but i was still able to start my job when everybody else did and i was able to graduate like being in computer science i couldn't even i couldn't even see myself being the type a person i am future oriented i couldn't even see myself walking not down the aisle walking the stage for graduation i could never see it like i was doing all this hard work all this coding and stuff and it taught me to be persistent but uh, why am I paying money to be persistent right (laughs) uh but yeah uh rejection aka failing classes I think you should take that take take that what other majors might may I be interested in for all my earlies in college right now and honestly like whatever you did get denied from don't be afraid to ask them why you got denied like I've done that before where I've reached out and been like hey like I thought my my application ate you didn't think so. Can I give feedback on like why that was like, can you give me advice for maybe if a Nets application round, like don't be afraid to reach out to whoever was hiring you, especially, well, I don't know if it was hiring or I don't know what application it was for, but whatever it was for, reach out to like the hiring director and ask like, what can I do to make myself better? And they might even have an opportunity for you to reapply to something else that you don't know about just yet. So don't be afraid to reach out to them too and ask for reasons why that you know how to improve. And yeah. if they don't reply back to you, maybe it was not meant to be anyway. Big facts, huge yeah. facts, love. Um, um, and this last one, it kind of aligns with the friendship of it all, the friendship dynamic of this episode, but a little bit long, a little bit of a long one. Hey, girlies, first, literally obsessed with your show. Both of you are like my yin and yang. Now to my dilemma. Best friend of fifteen years, my bestie is fake. I've always noticed growing up, but now it's getting to me that getting to me, she's my only friend. We are a dynamic pair of opposites of each other. I'm book smart. She is street smart. Even we even look alike. Me dark skin, her light skin. Although I feel that that started to collide when I was doing well in life and as she was the only one with everything. As we got older, I noticed a slight competition between us growing from her side. I have the messed up family. She's spoiled. We had our first argument over two years ago and split for a year. After reconnecting, I realized she thinks we stopped talking, talking because I was talking mess and said disrespectful stuff about me and my family, people who raised her too. Looking back at it, 
she was waiting to let that stuff out as as it had nothing to do with our break because I was looking out for her. Now going out is like backhanded compliments and trying to one-up me, even having the audacity to ask family questions she knows the answer to. I've also noticed the same slick stuff she does to her so-called other friends she tries with me, sneaking me out the whole bill, oh, and then asking if I got her e-transfer. I mean, oh. Yeah. LOL. I'm sad to see their relationship go, but I have her, I, I have a hard time realizing it wasn't all genuine as she's my first and only best friend. At this point, I just call her to party. I'm honestly still really hurt and trying to get out more. Did I mention the throwing I'm a mom life in my face whenever there's a, there's a, there's slight envy or I tell her plans she can't necessarily do? I just need advice letting honey go. Whoa. Okay. First and foremost, what I said earlier about personality versus character. This is it. This is it. This is a girl that, for one, secret animosity is already red flag number one in friendships. If you feel like somebody is in competition with you or they're making slick comments like, oh, well, I did this. Like, you can tell by the tone if it's competitive. That's strike one. Number two, she scammed people out of money, splitting the bill and not sitting her her, her share. What is that? We sit in here until everybody's in their money. I need that Venmo transfer. Don't do that. <laughs> um, honestly, I feel like it's very hard because I think in this case, and I understand you, you're thinking about it as quantity. You're thinking about the fact that it's been 15 years. And yeah. you're saying that you've seen this fakeness growing up. But now it's starting to get more apparent, of course, because you guys are probably older and stuff. Yeah. Um, and you're actually doing well in life. Congrats to you. Facts. But that can trigger some people if they've already seen you as a competition and now you're even more of a competition. Mm-hmm. So realistically, I feel like you did break up and you reconnected, but I do think that you already are in a place where you've said that you need to let her go. And I think you need to have that conversation for one. Yep. I think 15 years, you at least deserve a conversation to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But be intentional with that conversation of letting her know that I don't think we can be in each other's lives and this is X, Y, Z. Yeah. It's up to her whether she's mature enough to take that like that criticism and like you know realize that she needs to reevaluate how she is as a person but it's like realistically if you are only calling her to go out and you guys are probably not even talking when you're going out you're just literally just partying yeah the friendship is already is already semi-dead yeah you know so i really don't think there's much to this to be honest Mm -hmm. and if she's a mom i mean i i do want to potentially give her grace like maybe she's going through like a lot i don't know when she had this baby maybe she's going through postpartum but like, you know, there's a lot of different reasons why she could be acting like this. And you obviously rekindled for a reason. So that's why I said, at least give it a conversation and decide after that, how you feel. Mm-hmm. But if you want to go into it and you feel like you've had enough, just make that intentional because it can be very hard to cut off friendships, especially when you've been together for literally like a good chunk of your life, realistically. Then I definitely understand compartmentalizing because we've had like definitely take notes in this, in this previous, in this episode we've had, but also like if you're you're checking that she's not paying you back like if you guys are taking ubers to go to the parties and you basically you're sponsoring her trip like that you're not her child. she's taking advantage child. of you yeah, yeah absolutely and that and that's not okay and like like Danae just said that's character you can't really change that if that's what it is like okay I get it like hey girl like I want to go out I don't got the money okay girl it's okay I want to see you I'm gonna cover you that's different but if you're snaking out of bills that's not okay. And you're and you're clocking it? Absolutely not. 
Yeah. And even her bringing up the, the part that's getting me is her bringing up family questions. I'm assuming this like question. You said your family is messed up or she's spoiled. If she's purposely bringing up stuff she knows the answer to, like things that are either like trigger points for you or like traumatic, like that's that's really that's a shitty friend, honestly. That's not okay. And it's like we are all for compartmentalizing your friends when they're actually good friends. Yeah. Don't do it for nobody that is literally trying to make your life worse. Eat free. Like, girl, that's <laughs> so, crazy. <laughs> that nah. Frick. And I um, and on that note, we're going to go into the hot topic section portion of this episode. Um, this includes why would you say that in pop culture? Um, if you didn't know, if you're a first time listener, me and Asia met on Twitter um, through a thing called DECA in high school. Me- <laughs> <laughs> no further lie. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. I'm gonna tell you. I'm not gonna hold you. Also, if you're still here, follow our TikTok because we're trying to be more active on all our socials. But um, let's go ahead. And honestly, our we probably send more tw- tweets to each other than actually text. Realistically, <laughs> no, literally, um, we literally send tweets very frequently. No, honestly, um, Nasia and Dami are the only people. But I send more tweets to you than anything. Um, <laughs> these are crazy. <laughs> there's a lot. I actually, I sent you eight. <laughs> actually, we sent the same tweet to each other. No, literally, uh, back to back. <laughs> Do you want to explain it? Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> we can't show it on YouTube. You guys have to take our word for it. I'm sorry. We can't. We were. We will Bro. get a strike. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me let me see if I could just show it on here. Let me turn my brightness up because I'm I'm a D and D and darkness warrior for real. You are you are a warrior of that one. <laughs> <laughs> If y'all are watching on YouTube, I can't even describe this video. It's just unserious. This is your sign to go to YouTube and watch it because I, they talk I, about she she won the best costume award. I I gotta give her points for creativity. I gotta give it to her. Who thinks of that? And honestly, whatever glue she used, because wow. you know, little them little eyes be popping off of little paper. So I can only imagine Ariel's ripped off, bro. Oh Someone my said God. they looked at me first <laughs> and did. And literally did. Do you guys know that that big black guy who kind of just be dancing like a little dancing gorilla everywhere? Oh, I can't stand him. I can't stand. I know exactly what you talk about. Somebody he pisses say, me off. So somebody said this man really chose to be a hip dancer over playing football, and somebody said his big self need to be tranquilized. <laughs> <laughs> that was a jump. <laughs> um. Uh, wait, 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 wait! No, because this one, this one is a picture of a guy like somebody. Somebody passed away because he's like leaning over the coffin, and he posts this on Instagram, and he tagged all the brands he's wearing in the picture. He like he tagged Burberry, Givenchy, like he tagged all of them. Let's see, y'all been like. They said he got he got that shit on in your loving memory. Like, why would you say that? Why would you tag? What did you you think when he get a sponsorship? From Bro, he tag he tagged the friend that died and all the brands in the same post. Read the room. Can y'all see that? Yeah, that's insane. that's insane. Like literally, what? There was this thing where obviously they are all palm colored. Um, somebody said, "So now you can bury your loved ones in glass coffee tables," and this is what it looked like. 
And somebody said, imagine having sex on the coffee table with Mima looking at you. Mima? Those are all Mima's. That's traumatizing. That's literally traumatizing. <laughs> Bro, wait, 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 wait. We never unpacked. We never unpacked Jada and Will. We never unpacked that oh, on Hot Top. Never, we never tapped in it. Why? Why is that lady? Every day I'm seeing a new report about what she said. Jada Pinkett Smith has revealed. What? Why are we keep interviewing her? This has to be like a what? Needs, like we have to stop these journalists. She needs a lock. First of all, when first of all, the fact that I'm getting my news from Pop Crave, maybe the first to report some stuff. No, why they're um, Jada Pinkett Smith recalls being confused after hearing Will Smith call her his wife at the 2022 Oscars. First of all, she says, first of all, I'm really shocked because mind you, I'm not there. We haven't called each other husband and wife in a long time. Why would you, like, your man is up there defending your honor. And she's like, whose wife? I mean, yeah, I am, I guess I am bald. Like That lady is nuts. Like, bro. That, Someone I, said, we're going we'll, we'll to kill her one day. But if we did that, she'd be with Tupac. Why she would you love say her she loves her some Tupac? Frack. You'd be like, yeah, um, actually, when we were 13, he wrote me this note. Like, why are you still bringing him up? We get it. First love. We get it. Like, but you have three children, no, two children with this man. Get a, get a grip. Get a grip. Like, I, oh, God. Sure don't they got three kids? Or I don't know if the first one, because he he, he don't really oh. be in the pictures. Um, I think that's another wife, but I could be wrong. I don't okay. know. But wow. all I know is about with my hair and, oh, boy. Uh, okay. Uh, this lady said, I hate Tinder. I can only see so many ugly dudes before I start to feel aggressive. Back in college, I get that. It's like, all right, like, can we get a good one? Bro, on Hinge, I was actually convinced they were actually sending me whatever <laughs> creatures they could find. Because when I tell you, I was just like, bro, there's just no way these, these men exist. <sighs> one miles away from me, that's a threat. <laughs> Are you kidding me? There's no way he lives in this complex. I need, to, I need to be on the lookout now. I need to be safe. I'm checking the people. Like. <laughs> That's on, like, I literally was like, there's no way. And my friend was like, oh, they actually send you all the worst ones first to kind of vet it out if you're actually going to stay on the app. So you keep, you keep swiping until you get a good one. How do they know they're the worst ones? <laughs> who, 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 who at Hinge? It's like, all right, let me round up all the uggos. And then we're going to throw them out. And then, and then we bring on somebody taller than five seven. And even I've never in my be a little bit. Uh, 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 yeah, hold on. Oh my gosh. Okay, so me and Axie Nature were talking about this. The post is unavailable, but if you saw when it was there, this man was this lady was laying on this man's booty. <laughs> Bro, not even that. It's the angle. Like she was laying on it like this, and the man was like sleeping. Had to be if he was awake, jail, prison. Bro, no, no, no. Listen, all we saw was ashy, hairy crack. That's the best to the point where, like, when I first opened this, we didn't even know what I was looking at because I said, "There's no way that can be an ass." <laughs> <laughs> the 
this girl was like, oh, what did she say? What did she say? What am I? She said, I hope I never love a man this much. Yeah. Another, a man said, one of my biggest fears is a woman obsessed with me waking up before me. And the thing is, Rose, I got it. You got it? Wait, if you guys can see this, hold on. Rose posted booty and boobs. <laughs> in minutes. Oh Five my God. I, I would say we posted on the story, but I don't even want to traumatize y'all. There it is. <laughs> This is your time to go to YouTube because you you're gonna be real real lost. Um. Uh. Okay. <laughs> so I, if y'all know Ray Monte, BD Trey Tre, BD Trey Low brother on um on Twitter, and I guess he was twerking on live or something. I don't know. <laughs> but one of his something said one of his family members said, "Nephew, are you in the Illuminati?" She said, "No." He said, "No, I'm not." Talking about some, why are you twerking on Facebook? I never seen you do that before. I know you are getting more known, and that's what that's what that make y'all do. I just don't want you to get caught up in that life. You can make it without that nephew. He said, "I'm not in the Illuminati, and if I was, you would literally be my first sacrifice." <laughs> that man is so unhinged. Extremely, bro. First of all, I saw his him tweeting somebody somebody dressed up as the people from the set like like the submarine that sunk the titanic one and he was like why are y'all playing about them people people really died like he is really so passionate about about them people from the submarine like so he's so concerned he's so concerned i was like bro what oh my gosh okay last one for me somebody said um ready for whatever the day may bring there's a plan b a a few jewels, a few blunts, a few swisher sweets, a few lighters, a few shots. Um, and I just oh, and a plan B. Sorry, forgot the plan B. <laughs> the plan B being the plan A is crazy. No, literally, why are you bringing that? Like, Bro. okay, if something happens, let's go to Walgreens to CVS. But you just ready? <laughs> got 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 that thing on her. Listen. <laughs> Somebody quoted it, and I wish I could find the tweet, but someone said, this is what Yolanda Hadid said about Bella's car. And I was like, Bella Hadid? Moms, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it and send it to you. But they basically like had a snippet of something that happened when Bella was like a teenager, Bella Hadid, and her mom found her car. It went on a rampage about how it was the dirtiest car she's ever seen. It was like cigarettes in there and like old food and drinks. And she said dirty panties, like drag this girl. Like, she said it was the most obscene car she's ever seen. And I'm like, supermodel Bella Hadid had dirty draws in her passenger seat? I'm about to tell you something that might make you throw up, but I got to tell the girlies. One of the girlies um, was like, you guys, look at my mom's uh, Halloween costume. It was everything from her, from the, the teenager's room, put, tagged, glued onto the lady's outfit why was there a bloody pad on the lady's back? And you want to post that? And you're proud? Talking about some look. Y'all know she was, but. That was from last, that was from last cycle. Moms, why, why are you changing pads in the room? Bro, I'm about to tell you something even worse. <sighs> you know, you know, I don't, I don't like using the bathroom in public places. No. Personally, 
my I just I need to be on my own seat. That's that's really what it is. But if I have to, I I might have to venture out and go somewhere public. Yeah. Um, I was on the train and it's a long commute to where I was going and I had to pee so bad because I was on my like health kick drinking all this water. water. I had to pee so bad. Mom's like, you ever know that pee where like all you can think about is pee because you yeah. gotta go so bad. Like I was shaking. I had to pee so bad. I was afraid I was gonna literally pee down my leg. Mm-hmm. There's there's bathrooms at the station. Yes. I never done it before because I already know what's going on in there. It'd be looking crazy. Why did I open it up? And there was literally like a pat, like a dirty pat just pasted on the wall. <laughs> like a sticker. As soon as I walked in. And I literally, I literally stood there looking at it for about 15 seconds. And I said, do I, do I just go through and pee here or do I run somewhere? I literally ran out the station and like went down the street and found like a sweet green. And begged them to let me pee. And they're like, you have to buy something. I bought a rice. I bought a, a healthy brown sugar rice crispy treat. Just so I could pee in that sweet green. But I'm not peeing in there. <laughs> I, said, I said, I'm going to catch something in here. Realistically. I can't do it. I don't even let my, I don't let nothing touch the seat. But it's like, oh. realistically, just the aroma in, in, in the bathroom alone. I said, what, what told you you should take it off and just stamp it on there? And it was a heavy flow. Oh. I was like, you nasty heifer. They don't got no mamas. You nasty heifer, you. That's sick. Sick work. And ever since, I'm like, either I let all my pee out before I go, or I don't know, I'd rather wear a pamper before I do that again. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm never doing that. Pull up. Call me, call me pull-ups. I'm never doing that again. Oh. <clears throat> You're insane. You're actually Miss Pull Up. Um, y'all, it's not even really late. Like, it's literally not even late. I it's don't really know why late. in the past 10 minutes y'all saw boobs, a booty, <laughs> and a pad pasted. Dirty pad. On a shirt as well as a wall. Couldn't tell you. But, hey. you know. Living La Vida Loca. Trying try our best. <laughs> Listen, I mean, can't make this up. You know, that was season seven, episode two. Like, you know, this was very yes. fun. I'm really glad the calls and request line, pretty much majority of them aligned with the topic. Oh, we didn't even align that, but yeah. It wasn't even intentional. I mean, not. this is your sign if you have a dilemma to go submit your dilemma because we'll be reading every single one and we will get back to you. So in our um, link free, free suggestion box, it's anonymous. Yes. It can be as short as long as, as you want. And we will we'll answer it eventually. Yes, and now the free suggestion box is actually linked in the details of this episode, so you don't have to go to our Instagram to find it. But if you are on Instagram, go ahead and follow us and do all the things. And yeah. yeah. So thank you guys for a good episode, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.